Welcome to podcast 271 of Five Star Potential, your weekly football manager podcast. I'm Matt, and on this week's pod, I'm joined by Joe, Dupe, and Mr. Drop, your save reveal before the <laughs> podcast's out. You stupid little prick. Um, it, it, welcome, everyone, apart from Mr. Paul Madden. What a prick. I'm going to say it. What? Oh. Was so a... I do the beeping now, so it's fine. I can say it as many Useful. times as I like. Can't believe you've given him a compliment. <laughs> In my defense. No, I don't have any defense. No. You don't have a defense. You're no. an idiot or an Egypt. Taking that. That's why it keeps getting People relegated. have been sacked for less. I'm just saying. So um, I think we should. I think we should. They definitely, definitely have a think about it because we this could be our opportunity to get him out the door. We've been thinking about it for yonks. Dupe, we've talked about this. I'm unsackable after the editing <laughs> did this. Yeah, I don't know. We can get rid of you, mate. I've got some dirt on you. Hear it with me. Mm. I got the key to that, mate. Yes. <laughs> am I le- should anyway. I leave? Anyway, will I go or am I saying? Uh, <laughs> um. It's fine. We'll put, if the I quiz think... is shit, you're gone, by the way. All right? That is it. Better there go do a quiz. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you are a very run, like running on very thin ice at the moment. Like a couple of yellow card offences, like you're fortunate. You are closing in on that, that ban. I'm Irish. <laughs> this is what happens. You're, you're, on, I mean, you're on an orange card, if anything. Five, five, is it f- after five yellows you get the, the one-match ban? So I think you you are pretty close to that. Anyway, on this week's pod, uh, we are going to be talking about the thing that is seemingly the most prevalent thing in the football manager community, which is graphics and or stuff, um, which we'll go into in a moment. And we'll, we'll well hopefully have the quiz if Mr. Madden is able to write it before we finish what we're going to talk about. <laughs> Can I tweet the quiz out? So before, prepared uh, for this one. I'll tweet the quiz out before. Uh... So so busy sorting out his graphics for his save reveal before the podcast was released. No, um, that's a lie. That can't have taken longer than five minutes, Matt. <laughs> it really did. Really, really did. <laughs> oh, okay, I'm giving him credit where it is not due. Anyway, let's uh, let's get into this then. So. Uh, football managers' graphics are terrible, and I'm tired of preventing. Uh, preventing? I'll see that. I'll start again. Uh, football managers' graphics are terrible, and I'm tired of pretending they are not. The quote that started a Twitter pylon that spilled over to the official form and really divided the consumer base. So, before we start, it's probably worth clarifying that, as far as we're aware, nobody has actually specified that graphics are terrible. But for the basis of our conversation, we're going to talk about new gen slash face gen and the overall aesthetics of the game day experience. So uh, if we start with the new gen slash face gen images and save the meat and potatoes of the match experience until afterwards, um, what's the first thing that comes to mind, gentlemen? Haircuts. Lots, apparently. I think the first thing is how passionate you were about new gen faces. (laughs) So I think the floor is yours, Matthew. Okay, yeah. okay, well, I, I, I've just done, obviously, the opening gambit, so I didn't want to roll right into it in case other people had thoughts. But, yeah, I didn't realise I was actually... I felt it... I didn't realise it was so important to me until I'd had a bit of a bit of time to reflect on things. And I've had a few conversations with, with a couple of people over the, the past couple of days, and I've realised that the new-gen faces are shit. And... In comparison to days or games gone by, that it really takes away my enjoyment of sort of, I guess, building them and following them throughout a save. 
and I I just want to be able to love them again, like without <laughs> without without sort of having to worry about it. they. I feel like they lack personality. They've they've all got the Rick and Morty eyes, which um, if you don't watch Rick and Morty, then Google you image search will help you there. So equally, you should, but um, it will save tangents for later. But okay. yeah, I I find that I mean we. I think most people know the reason why, right? That they they made the change so that new gens could appear in the match engine as they do in compared in comparison to their in in their in-game fate like profile faces. For better or for worse, most would probably say for worse. I would equally say for worse. And looking back on the likes of FM12, FM16, I felt that the players actually had more personality. They look like people. They don't look like people anymore. And for me, I think that kind of ruins the immersion, especially once you get past the point of having face packs for real players. I know you can get face packs and and other people are providing face packs, whether they're AI powered or whether they are completely custom designed by those out there, which you can then input yourself. But I don't feel like I should have to be making that extra step to make players that are created by the game actually feel personable and that I can feel like they are like mine, as it were. Right, tell well, us what you really feel, Matt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, now we know how you feel. Um, I was... With my hands, mate. Yeah, that's it, mate. You know the, you know the drill. Um, see, I like assigning them my own face packs. You do, so actually. Again, that, that feels part of my game. So I get it, because they are weird. They are the stuff of nightmares. Um, I think it was JDFM that done the graphic that's doing the rounds. Um, just kind of putting a few years. I mean, we see it. I think every year someone puts something out with what the new gen, regen faces have looked like. Um, the old eyebrows are a bit scary. So I've been a I've been a chilled moose um, face pack kind of guy for the last few years, and it's it's part of the enjoyment of kind of giving them a character because you can't rely. On obviously what they're looking at, you know, you go in to look at their player profile and you ain't sleeping that night. No, I, I was quite fortunate in FM22 with the players that ended up, like, like Jamaro Hygen, for example, his face gen or new gen face was actually quite, it was fine. So there wasn't an issue with that. But there were some other players that I just really, str- and again, it's probably more of a me problem than a, a most of everyone else problem, but I I did struggle to find an attachment to those other players that j- they had odd looking faces. Uh, the uh, Marcin Kruseru, who's the Romanian striker, he kind of got pushed to the wayside, not just because of his form, but it's just like just not the same level of of new gen as the others, and you do look very odd and non human. When you start thinking Frank Ribery looks fit, then you know you got a problem, doesn't you? But <laughs> obviously. <laughs> What what about the face the face gener like the face generator for you as a like creating your manager profile? Because that's another one. Obviously, I know I've seen people kicking off because of, every year, part of me thinks it's a little joke from Miles because he, he knows it triggers people. Mm. Like he's literally getting the old fishing rod out just because he knows it'll wind people up. And if he is, excellent banter. But they they look better every year. I don't I don't think there's any argument with that. But it doesn't look great. Like I've tried to do, I've I've used good lighting, I've done everything previously, and like you might get one in ten attempts at creating a manager, 
it might look like you. Otherwise, you've got like eyeballs around the top of your forehead and your ear holes yeah. where your tongue should be. Like, it's not. I don't know what they use to do it. I don't really care that much. I do it every time. And like when I'm, because I use a lot of pseudonyms from my manager. So I use X players. So they've got good photos that you can use. And occasionally they do come out, they look pretty good. But when you're the personal ones, again, it's like, it's. What it's ready for Halloween, but the fact that you don't really use it in game because you can assign yourself a, a manager profile picture anyway. Where do you ever see your your? Yeah, you know, it's on the touchline, but you don't ever see them really doing anything. I think mm-hmm. I, I said probably this time last year. It'd be nice to see them when you're doing your press conferences, like have your manager character sitting behind the desk. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. you know because it's that that's really the only time you're going to get to see it. And there's no licensing issues with you know having a close up of a face there, other than you'll be scared to fucking death. But yeah. again, I just it feels like it's another thing to fuel the fire. Like I know what you mean, Joel. I I've messed around with the face creation thing quite a bit, just trying to get it right. You know, you're like really stubborn. You're like, yeah, oh, I'm gonna get mm. this because it can be done. But I think not sure, but I think I've imported the same one for the last two years because I I just kind of like. I got it working once and I'm not able to do it again. So you cannot, you, I think you can still import them year on year uh, and they still work. Um, but I think it, it depends on how much people really care about that level of detail. I love the idea of having the, the manager, even the manager and a player or something sitting in the press conference as well. I think that would be kicked out. You, you never, you never get a player. In but it's, yeah, it's not going to happen. Even happen. the manager one would be ideal. But um, I think going back to the, the like, I'm I'm trying to, in my mind, think about, is it the same? Is it the same level of animation, the manager one and the new gen one? Obviously, you're talking about two D and three D and everything that goes into that, and is one stronger than the other? And I, I'm struggling to figure out is is one kind of stronger than the other or better than the other? Um, but yeah, they probably do need a an overhaul. I do think they got better since they put Viking Dan's head as the default um, face um, when you're picking all the hair the hair colors and the, and the face and everything. So I don't understand why they can't be mutually exclusive. I don't. I, I don't know why that can't be a thing. Why, why the the new gen techno face gen technology has meant that they you can't have like a an assimilative thing. Like effectively, again, I don't know. But you would have thought that if you use the FM sixteen face generation technology that they were using then, but then use that and run it through this other thing to make it so that you can have the same looks or close to it on the the match engine bodies and faces and so you get the skin colour right and things like that I, I would love to know the technical reasons as to why that can't be so you can have the best of both worlds uh, it would certainly help me Like my, my face gen is actually pretty close I, like in terms of I, I'm just a bit too dark I think but that might just be the photo um, on the time of year that I took it but um, again I think it's down to having I don't think you have to have amazing lighting or anything like that it's just I think it's probably more down to your own face shape and how that works with the model it's like the texture is being attached to. There have been times where you get like weirdness where your eyelids are your eyes and things like that, <laughs> which is always a bit weird. You'd have thought that oh, we'll just cut the eyes out and not have to like it's trying to like, wrap an entire copy of of your face onto that and so if you if you have stubble it'll copy that on rather than removing that and then you allowing you to add it later same as if you wear glasses and forget to take them off when you take the photo it tries it, you'll have weird like black lines on your face and look like you've you know you spent 
spent uh, too long a night out and you've collapsed in front of friends and they've drawn things on you. I think we need a, I think that sounds like we need a night out, Matt. <laughs> I've got lots I could write on your forehead. Um, I'm going to be honest with you. Hang I don't on, ever... my forehead's not that big. Uh, no, it's, I know it... His head looks like a fucking tic-tac. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pushing my hair, hair forwards now. Uh, it's it's not the worst. I'll be honest, it's not the worst, but it's fine. At least you have hair. Some people have a massive that? forehead that just goes all the way back. Um, I'll be honest, I've only ever really used the manager face once, and that was to get uh, Kevin Day in for the, uh, for the network save that me and Joe did, and that was painful. Granted, I didn't have the greatest of photos, but it was painful. Probably enough to put me off from doing it again. But, I mean, I know we're going to talk about it, and I know this is kind of the so-called elephant in the room, but does it really matter? I think I think the normal thing is like if it's there, it should work. Agreed. But does it? Because really it doesn't. Matter? It doesn't need to be there. Like you could just add your own picture in and have that displayed. Which you in can, room. right? Yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. That that's there and that works. Mm. You know, maybe that with that you could have it that it cuts out whatever background there is, because obviously that's the thing. If you if you can make yourself an actual face pack, you know, cut out, it works perfectly. Obviously, if you've got like the backdrop I've got now behind you, that's what fills up your inbox. Mm. So if you can actually do, if, you know, again, that's technology that's out there. You know, Mad, Mad loves the old background removal website. Oh, it's remove.bg. Assuming it's legit. What's interesting though, I've, have you seen some attempts, some people have put up some entertaining ones like of random famous people. Like I've seen Trump done and they've actually been excellent, but I'm just wondering. I've, I've done some great ones. Yeah, yeah, I'd love to see them. We need to put out our own ones maybe on Twitter and maybe some of the ones you've done. I'd love to see more of them, but it looks well, like t- people can do Lasso them well. The Ted I did was really Yeah, easy. Ted Lasso. Um, uh, yeah, yeah Ted you Lasso did well, actually, with that one. But did it take... How, long, how many attempts, though, Matt? Yeah, how long did it take? The first time. First try. Really? really? Yeah. Okay, I'll so, take that so back. basically, you have to have, like, American actors, you know, symmetrical face. Yeah, that's the... That's Perfectly it. photograph. And a moustache. Yeah, not not be an idiot and know how to you know, point the camera the right way and all of that. Um, I think that's all the face gen, new gen talk we can probably go through at this w- point. One quick one, Matt. What do you think about go on the, you know, you get a 15, 16 year old new gen through. I've seen some ridiculous beards, um, hair styles, like more so than I think most 16 year olds would probably have. I think the thing is, I think what I remember 16-year-olds being like and what 16-year-olds are like now is probably quite different. Like I, The likes of like Harvey Elliott, who at 16 had just like had the weird facial hair going on, I think it's become more of a more of a thing more recently. Um, just, just, the Jesse Lingard's 30 and he's got wispy pubes hanging out his chin, so... <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, I guess as long as they can change and... I think they do. They are they they are dynamic, aren't they? They're like players, or at least they used to be, where players' hairstyles could change throughout their career if they were a new gen. So as long as that's the thing, I'm fine with that. Because I'm I'm quite sure I had a player in FM22 that he was a centre half at Swansea, and he had a mohawk for a while, and then got rid of it, which was a bit weird. Grew up, <laughs> grew up. He did. Yeah, he, he, that that one attribute increase in his heading was the the one thing that triggered that um but yeah again each uh, if that 
if the personality was more realistic, I think fair enough. Like if they were like a, I'm trying to think like a, a, a Gibriel Cisse, for example, who changed his hair all the time, and uh, like or a goalkeeper that has really high eccentricity. If there's like a hidden attribute that shows like how charismatic they are, and it's like likely to. I, I guess are we even going to have a hair attribute and likeness uh, oh. likelihood to change the hair? Are we getting a bit too granular? I don't know, but Dave I feel like. This, by the way. <laughs> Rip gay. But that's the sort of thing like that that it would take to have that sort of thing really work to be and ha- allow those players to have a personality. Um, and I think with like I guess that to to close off this section. The emphasis this year on some of the features that are, it's about showcasing your journey, your career as a manager. If the, I feel like the, most people's saves, especially if you play for more than five years in a save, the things that are highlighted throughout that save are the new gens that you pick up and bring with you or you spot and sign. And so making those feel more personable and more real will only increase that level of immersion. And the things like the, 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 the I can't remember what the official name is, but the dynamic manager timeline or whatever the official, the, the official title of it is, mm. having things like that and seeing like players pop up or the end of season review when you've got sort of a few seasons in and you're starting getting new gens coming through, it would be nice to have those look better than they do currently but there we go anyway let's move on then to the the big old i'm not going to call it a twitter bust up but there was a a divisive it was a divisive conversation which probably hasn't quite finished yet um so for the match day experience oh this is so the quote that that we read at the outset was football managers graphics are terrible and I'm tired of pretending they're not so we did actually cover this a little bit towards the end of last week's pod um, where Joe you started saying that to you it doesn't really matter and I think the the big takeaway from this discussion is going to be that it's it's quite a nuanced situation it's, it's weird isn't it because obviously it's <laughs> When you read it as a tweet, and Twitter is a toxic place at the best of times, but it's kind of a bit of a throw a hand grenade and just see what the fallout is. Because there's not really any, like, again, it's very vague graphics. You've got everyone's presuming you're talking about match day experience, which I'm guessing it is, to be honest. Um, but the, the, you literally, I don't think it's divided a, a player base more than anything else I've seen before. And I'm looking at it and I'm seeing people going, if you're playing FM for the graphics, you're doing it wrong. I've seen players going, it's a load of shit. You know, in FM 12, it was better. When Look at this video. And I mean, I looked at that video and I went, if you think FM 12 looks better than what we've got, you know, you need to give your head a wobble because it's not. The lighting and the pitch textures deceive a lot of what's going on. If you actually watch that gameplay video, there is no fucking way you're thinking that is better than FM22, and if if you are, you're literally out there just to try and trigger people. I, I don't, I don't give a shit what you say. Um, <clears throat> there's a lot of people that play the game, and look, I'm getting straight on board, and I'll say it could definitely be better. But on the flip side of that, 
there's people who are going, I, I don't even play it for the graphics. That's not why I do it. Yeah, that's fine. And then I th I'm probably in that camp a little bit that I like the improvements that we see. And I, you know, I, I'm all up for it looking nicer because again, it brings more eyes to the game that we all love. And you want the, this thing to have legs and have longevity. But on the other side of the fence, it wouldn't stop me buying it because of how it is. Because, you know, for the last 20 plus years, it's got better. It has got better. It, the speed of change might not be what people like, but it has got better. I definitely agree. Definitely has got better. I think the question is, and I don't mean for this to sound, I don't know, disrespectful. It probably depends on, shallow is a strong word, but like how, how shallow you are in terms of what you see versus what's going on. It's a very, very complex game. The amount of stuff that's going on behind it all, you know, f far superior in terms of the complexities behind how it all operates, how the machine processes then a lot of other games that we don't need to mention. For me, I look at the graphics. Yes, they could be improved, but the way I see it is there's a match engine behind all of this. It used to be only commentary, then it was 2D. All of these things are like, the, uh, 90 minutes is, is, is a, a sum of a lot of things happening. Passes, assists, crosses, you know, movement. All of these things are happening in an engine that doesn't look like football, right? Uh, obviously being processed. They're then building the animations and the graphics to match what's happening behind it. So I think that's probably why it's taking a while, right? Because they got to do all this other stuff. You know, a, a year, it's probably not even a full year they get to, to work on a lot of stuff. It's a very short space of time. So when you're, you know, when you're trying to look at features and trying to improve data and trying to obviously, you know, make the management simulation that it is better every year, it's probably going to take a bit longer for the graphics to keep getting better because what the graphics are are a representation, a visual representation of what's happening in the background. So for me, I think, you know, it's going to come. It will come over time, but I don't think it's the first thing they should now go and start putting money and resources and time into because then we will definitely get the same game every year just with better graphics and a bitch. I think you're absolutely right, and I, I agree with what, you, what, what you're getting at. For me, it doesn't matter, and I'm going to be open and honest and say that I don't, I don't play the game for the graphics. I'm going to be one of those guys, but I'm always there that I'd prefer to look at something that looks better looking, right? We walk down the street with me and the missus, I'm always looking at the other girls, you know what I mean? Because they look nicer, it's nicer on the eye, right? So for me, I'm not going to just turn down the opportunity to say, oh, okay, let's improve the graphics. But I will say this, that I want to roll back five years and say that before I started creating content, I used to play 2D exclusively. And this year I probably will slip to play more 2D because I, I like the way that I can read the game better playing 2D. Again, I don't play the game for the graphics. It means I can pick it up on my surface and walk away and maybe I'll be able to play it a bit easier on that. And for me, it would work better. Yes, I like to put other graphical things in to make it look better, but it doesn't. it's not a deal breaker for me. The mental thing about all of this is that people seem to think that these that the graphics have to be mutually exclusive, whether it's they they have to stay this way because we're catering to the you know the lowest common denominator in terms of of computer specs or that we're expecting fifa level graphics that there, there, there doesn't have to be like a case where we meet in the middle and it doesn't matter like if you're getting something for free in terms of like the the mat, the way the match or the way the graphical overlay of the match engine looks is not going to impact how you can play you have a like a graphical quality slider that you can adjust 
as and well as as you need to or if you do have a laptop 2d can still that can't run anything 2d can still be a thing but this whole i i was trying to work it out and i i i got bored and decided against it in the end but and mainly because the steam hardware survey doesn't allow you to do a game by game breakdown it only allows you to do it by hardware so i was actually trying to have some credence and rather rather than just anecdotal experience behind it but um in the steam hardware survey it's it gives you a breakdown of every person who has allowed their data to be used and it will show you what hardware they use and the the value of people that don't have like a a DirectX 12 graphics card is 8%. But that's across Steam's entire user base that again allows them to use their their uh, the, the their data so they can collect what specs their computers run on. So that's 8% over I think about 50 million or so users. So trying to get that and work out what the relative values on FM, yeah, you could probably go from however like however many copies they've sold that particular year, but then even then the ratios won't necessarily meet up. But it it feels wrong to still be catering towards the the lowest common denominator when the hardware specifications in Steam that Football Manager list as the the specifications you need you need to run the game, i.e. the minimum level of specifications. They're from hardware from two thousand and eight. Two thousand and eight. Yeah. Which is which is meant like no one no other game does that. And I feel like that is a bigger problem that and if you continue to peddle that as a reason behind why you are not wanting to or not willing to push the envelope a little bit more, that becomes harder and harder to take the f- the further on you allow that narrative to continue to be pe- perpetuated. I kind of think it's admirable, though, that they still recognise their consumer. Now, I, I'm fully with you that having a sliding scale of how good the graphics are, that that's doable. You know, people can do that. It's already a thing now. Like, it but it's. But I, I was saying that, I can't remember who or where I said this the other day, for every person that plays FM now, and they sell a lot of copies of the game, now, comparably to other, obviously, titles that are out there, maybe not, but they sell a lot of units. If they developed and spent a lot of money and kind of went, you know, give it a full nuts for this, for a better graphical experience in the match day experience, whether it's animations, whatever it is, if, because I've seen a lot of people saying, well, if you've got an old piece of shit, laptop or whatever well that's your that's your own fault so that's one sale potentially for every one sale that they lose would they gain a customer because the graphics engine looks better so and it's as a business as a business take it out of the game as a business sports interactive uh, you know at the end of the day they they will be looked at by sega and whoever as how much money have you made over that year or that game cycle at the end of the day it's units and pounds like that's what their their whole thing you know they might come out and it's all you know they're a bit hippie that you know we just want to make the best game possible we're not in it to make money of course they're, not. they're a business they're there to make money sega will want to make money so for every customer they could potentially lose and there probably are people that play them on old dog shit laptops would they sell another copy of that game 
to somebody because the match engine looks different than it is now. So that's it's a, from a it's business side, of, that's what you'd yeah. ask, isn't it? Yeah, well, Risk absolutely. Risk versus and, and but it's a question you can't answer as no. well. Like it's, I'd also, I'd also say you've looked at a, a broad range of you know Steam, what people are using. I would think SI would probably be able to tell exactly for their game. Oh, they, they, they absolutely. So, can, so, so they will know. So if it's if it's an excuse with some credibility behind it, fair enough. Good business decision. If they if it isn't that many, like you say, it's 2008 is what it goes back to. If it isn't that many, and they're just, it's a fallback excuse. You know, that, that's that's not a, not a problem, but you can kind of go, well, actually, they're they're stopping themselves from taking that next step. But well, there is that. Like, how many how many of these laptops from 2008, maybe 2010, maybe 2012, are still running now? Yeah. Because that's 10 years ago. How many laptops do you own? that are still capable of doing everything that you want to do on them now. Well, I've, I've, probably, had, I've probably had four, four or five, I reckon, in that time. Three. Yeah. Mm. So so the likelihood of, of them running on that sort of level of hardware is, you know, that, that number is going to be dwindling as we proceed just from the, the nature of it's not able to keep up with just running, like, tabs on Chrome. I had to upgrade my, my old MacBook Pro, which was would have been eight years old this year, because it could no longer do what I needed to do for work. And it could still play FM just about. But again, I have something else that I can play it on that I would prefer to play it on if I, you know, unless I'm sort of traveling or what have you. Um, and so. On your old Commodore a, 64, yeah? <laughs> yeah. Terry. <laughs> but, but it got to a point where I couldn't, I couldn't, uh, like, I couldn't have more than like three Chrome tabs open until the fans started blowing. Their, their asses off because the the laptop just couldn't do anything else so if other people are in that position i can't see uh, it'll be interesting to see what those facts and figures actually are whether they are pandering to a 10 percent a 15 percent a 20 percent and whether they think it's worth still pandering to that or whether it's worth angering the 80 percent or 90 percent that have a pc that is capable of running the highest uh, level of specification. I mean, we are. There's also the, I guess, the elephant in the room of content creation and those that have PCs that can run it. But equally, you don't need at the moment ridiculous levels of hardware to run FM on very high anyway. Just jumping in, like thirty percent, there would still be like nine hundred thousand people. Yeah, that's that's a lot of people. Even, no, even though it's the smaller end, like, obviously we don't know. It could be. Two percent, you know, yeah, but, mm. but it's, it's still a I lot mean, of units. But, uh, it is, and then uh, I I do fully appreciate the point that you've made about whether whether they think that they are likely to accrue those sales elsewhere with improved graphics, and whether it is worth the investment in time and potential loss in in revenue. Um, it's nothing venture, nothing of, game. You know, there's yeah. it has business at the end of the day. Yeah, I was, it was actually the question I was going to ask. As well, now as somebody who hasn't played FIFA since about two thousand and two, um, and I assume some of you lads have, do you think that you know, let's say a sizable portion of potentially new customers, FIFA players, and particularly FIFA players that like career mode, which I've never played, do you think that you are likely to attract somebody who likes doing FIFA career mode because one, Football Manager is a better management simulation game, or two, you can do management but you've got, you know, the graphic side of it is what would lure somebody in 
not that the graphics are going to be better, right? But it's a combined, okay, it's a good management game and the graphics are great. You know, do you think you're more likely to lure people in because of the quality of the management game simulation than it is itself? But if I, if I play career mode on FIFA, it's because I want to do both. I, I, you want to play the game as well. Yeah. Like that's, that's what FIFA's about. It's about playing the match. Football Manager's about preparation for the match and then watching it unfold and then making changes to affect the result. I don't. It, they're two different games. Like you can't be going. We want FIFA level because one is. Well, you just know it's not attainable. It's not going to happen. Like the just. It's apples and oranges. You can go somewhere kind of in between, and I saw lots of people kind of keep putting in this soccer manager, soccer manager video, and you if you actually watch it, because literally I've seen people. Oh my god, that looks amazing! Like, why can't you have it? And you're like, people will probably remember from a few years ago. There was someone on Twitter, I think it was like a Greek account or something like that, put the, a free cam mod in Football Manager. So you could basically control where it was on the pitch. Soccer Manager looks like they've got that camera. But you actually look at the players and you go, I don't think they look too dissimilar to what you'd see in the, the Football Manager match engine. And because of the way you see the goals in different places, that's the only difference for me. Like I don't, I don't think it's graphically better. I just think you're seeing it from a different angle. Um, and as I say, with FIFA, it's more, I don't know why if you're a career mode player, I don't think Football Manager makes it, it's not the same game. Because you're that's still what, playing, that's what I mean. you're you still know, controlling the players yeah. where we don't control the players. We, you know, as a manager, all you're doing is preparing and then adjusting on the day. Mm. You you don't have any, you know, control over that player other than your instructions. And that's what I'm getting at, I suppose, in my mind. But I'm old, right? But in my mind, I think people are drawn towards Football Manager because it's a better management simulation as a manager, which is what makes me think that the, I don't think the graphics are guaranteed to lure in more customers, basically. Younger generation, maybe. But I think when you think about why people play Football Manager and invest hours and hours, it's because of what you can do, not what you can see, in, in my opinion. The, the way I look at it and the way that I kind of I'm a, I'm happy with the game, right? And I put it out there, and again, I, you know, people might say I'm just being a martyr, but like f the graphics don't bother me. If they come out and they say, right, for the next version of the game, we're going to focus solely on the graphics. Okay, so let's say a good eighty percent of that budget that they've got for the next game is going to go onto graphics. We're going to lose out on potential fil uh, uh, potential features coming up. We'll lose out on, let's say, set piece creator. Um, all these sort of stuff that we've kind of been asked for on the forums quite a lot. I would prefer them to stick that 80% into feature creation rather than just making it look a little bit better. Um, again, we, we talk about FIFA, we talk about a, a football manager. For me, it, they're two completely different games. They're not even close. Um, and, and I like the fact that football manager is the way it is. I see so many people going on about putting putting more time into features, features, headline features. Right. If you take set pieces, and I think that's probably the, the elephant in the room that everyone says, right, whatever. Set pieces are in the game, and like when they've done the training overhaul, it's probably something that will happen at one. But other than that, what other features are there? What could What's in football that you haven't got in that game? Like I've seen people moaning, going, oh, it's becoming meeting manager. It's press conference manager. It, like, yeah, but if these things are in football, the whole point is it's a management simulation. I'm glad they've brought touch back on a different level now because you just kind of want to say, play that, mm. you know, because I'm not sitting there going, oh, it's a job for a job, but 
I keep saying, oh, fucking headline. Basically, all they've done is the stuff that's in the game. Well, then surely that's saying that they've simulated football man- a football manager's job quite well. So it's kind of like a hidden hidden compliment in my eyes. They, you know, and it annoys me, and I probably should reply, but I know what would happen. Just, maybe People, they just lives to... would be ended. Yeah. <laughs> maybe my call to arms is just to, to to kind of hone the details that they've got. Obviously, there is going to be a peak to the game, and they need to just maybe make them all of it work when they put them in. Unfortunately, because of the age of the engine that they're running, it's not feasible. Like if they could have done it easily, they would have already. Right? The, you kind of yeah. You get the feeling, don't you, that this is an old everything behind the you know under the bonnet. Is very old. It it would take a lot of backwards engineering to make it go forwards, and it kind of needs to be a scrappy well, and it start again. Well, it, it, well, it has yeah. to be like fundamentally. Like so, um, the I believe they're currently running on DirectX nine, which was released in two thousand and three, two thousand and four. DirectX is not the like DirectX is like a graphics API that Microsoft use for those of you that don't necessarily know or care. Um, but it's not the it. greatest. <laughs> but it's not the greatest barometer for for sort of time scale because there are they overlap quite a lot um in terms of release release dates and patches and different levels and things like that so I'm not going to get too bogged down in it but um I feel that it will be a big bang situation because they can't I feel like they've reached that the point of saturation with what they've already got otherwise it would be easy enough to just say, well, we'll increase the resolution of the textures because that's effectively what they would, you know, that's how you would improve it. Like we can improve the lighting to a certain certain like level and what have you, improve the textures of, or the resolution of the textures of the stadium and the other elements of the environment around the stadium as well as the players. But that will only get them so far. I feel it will be a big bang thing where they either license a big engine like an Unreal or uh, uh, or uh, can't think what the other one is. The, the, Unreal is the big one, I think. Um, but then they've also so that that costs money to license it. But then they'll have to bring in an, an entirely new team that knows how to code for it. And then they're going to have to basically take what they've already got and make it in that new engine with all of the new lighting they have available. So it's very much going to going to be like we've got to do all of this stuff just to get to parity and to be able to improve the the level of uh, the fidelity of the textures that we're then using, um, just to get better lighting and and more reactive things. And bearing in mind that the the bigger engines like Unreal, they they don't really have like a sports mode, like the the way that FM is set up from like the stadium view and looking down and in doesn't exist like unreal is used for first person shooters and third person shooters so they, that this will have to be started from the ground up anyway to, to think, give them I that can't sort remember of who said viewpoint. it Matt. Do you remember like a while back and they were saying like nothing is 360 yeah because it was nick it, it was like, nick wasn't yeah, it oh, was it nick yeah yeah because they yeah. said but you don't there's no games where you've got someone that is like they, they turn mm. in they've got 360 motion yeah, they don't they don't have it because you are coming from like a first person perspective or a perspective where you're slightly behind them, so you never have that full full um, view or view full range of motion, or that you well, you have the range of motion, but you don't see it necessarily because you're almost like on a pivot um, behind the character. 
uh, regardless of what that perspective is. So like, there is a, a huge amount of work that I think the every everyday person who perhaps only plays FM and doesn't really follow many other games or maybe just doesn't follow anything and only only plays FM, they don't care about all of this. They don't care about the, t- like the technical limitations they've got behind it or the technical reasons behind it. But they're all like things that will absolutely hold them back. And it's a big decision to make because if you think about how long they've been on this current engine for, since probably 2009, maybe with the, the revamp in 2017, but it was probably built off the same framework without really knowing how it's actually ran behind everything else. That that's a, that's a long time to be running the same engine for. So this will be a when it is going to change, it will be a huge change, and it will probably be some of the most recent tech. So they they are prepared and ready for the next few years in mind because it will have to you know they will have to you know, build everything from the ground up to get to the point where we are now, but making it look better. I think like. You know, you touched on it there, Matt, the amount of time that goes into it. Never mind that they probably lost a lot of time and ground with the with COVID and everything like that. But I think for me, you know, when you're thinking about pros and cons, if they were to go in and to go to that level and really overhaul, I mean, you're you're probably talking about running the risk of maybe maybe a year with no new game or or just a data a database oh, update. They, well, right? you, you, it you know? would be a case of you wouldn't see it. Yeah. You wouldn't see you wouldn't the, the the changes. Who knows? They they could be working on them now, and we just don't know. What and do then all know? of a sudden, because it's it's three to five years worth of work with a t- with a, like a dedicated team on it to get it to get it to go. Who knows? It could be in for when when like women's football becomes part of the game. It could be, be being bundled into part of that budget. Don't know. We you know we won't know until we know and everyone else knows whether that's actually going to be the case or not. Because that's the 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 things that Miles was talking about with the women's football thing. There's a lot of things that they're having to amend to to basically accommodate the differences in animation that they're having to do between men and women. So maybe it's the perfect time to bundle it in with that budget. But again, it's one of those things that we won't know. But it absolutely wouldn't be like a oh we've bear in mind they're working like a year in advance of what we actually see, right? Mm. So who actually knows what how far it's gone down? They could be like looking at all of the comments and going like tee hee we know what's coming next year sort of thing so I mean segue and a half there because you're saying about women's football and we know that they've hired staff specifically for that you know they've got women's researchers they've got people working purely on the women's game but that kind of took me to my next point that when you start comparing these other game companies and you look at I'm going to I'll say FIFA again now I watched a video earlier about the hypermotion capture, mm-hmm. they're hiring out stadiums in Spain and have got like squads of players playing in a football stadium with like there's like eight cameras around the pitch. They're doing fifteen minute matches and things like that. Like there is no way that Sports Interactive have got that in the budget because Don't that is like I mean, and to be fair, the people who are creating the game weren't even at the stadium; they were remote accessed in. Like they were basically hired companies in Spain to go right set all this up, and then we'll basically we'll just take all the imagery and we'll do it all back at base. But we was I was looking earlier, um, Creative Assembly and Sports Interactive. Now we've been to the old office, and we've heard anecdotes from people about FM09 when it was the um, the game had to be authenticated via the phone or the web, and it all went 
tits up because of a DDoS attack and they were chasing a mouse around the office. You know, it was a bit, there weren't that many people that worked there. We've then gone on to see the old office and the new office and you can see that this company is getting bigger and it's definitely the last couple of times that we've been, I would say you've seen, I've, well, I've seen a change in the shift in how people seem to work. There's a lot of people give a lot of people, and I probably say more so Miles because he is the face of it. They give him a lot of shit. I have not spoken to or met one person there that doesn't give a fuck about this game. They love this game, right? And you think they play it like all day, every day, like Football Manager. It is their job. They love this. So the people that are getting shit for it shouldn't because they do care. Constructive feedback, brilliant. You know, and I think all of them, and I'll probably I'll give Nick a big shout out for this because if you tell him something, he would look at it. You know, and he would take it seriously. You know, he, he wants it to be the best version it can be. But when you start looking at the money, so Creative Assembly, um, I've only got accounts obviously from 2021 because there's no 2022 accounts at the moment, but five, 5.4 million pound profit in 2019 with 404 staff, 6.4, 2020, 480 staff, 2021, 5.4, 588% of their staff. They've got a 3.6% profit on their turnover. They were spending 150, or their turnover was 150 million a year to make 5.4. SI in comparison, 2019 in their accounts, they lost 282,000 pounds and they employed 96 people. 2020, 2.9 profit, 122 staff. 2021, 5.3 million profit with 139 staff. Now, I think they've probably got about 200 odd. So it's probably some of them might be employed by Sega or different companies. You know, it's accounting, so you can't, you know, I haven't Kieran required this shit. But they're, they've basically 11, 11 and a bit percent um, of their profit comes from their turnover, about 50 million. So when you actually look at kind of trying to push to these FIFA levels of what need, what is actually needed to make the graphics there, it, it's not going to happen. When you've got a massive company that's making the same profit with a hell of a lot more going on, it's going to take a while. And especially if you've made a loss, I mean, they don't, you know, it's not, from what I can see, it's not a regular thing, but it was, you know, they've taken a couple of hits, but they're investing now in lots of new people. And I, I think what will come, people will be pleased of. And, and you know, I'll say it, we don't know. Although we've been there and we speak to people, we don't know what's coming, but you can you can see that the change, like the shift in what's happened with where they were to where they are now, it's a slow process. Like you can't go from having that indie game vibe to being a big hitter, like an EA, for instance. It takes time and you've got to get the right people. And these people that work for these big companies probably quite enjoy doing what they're doing. So to get someone that understands how you make the game using what FM have already got under the hood, that, that takes time. So I'm I'm quietly positive that we'll get there. I think so. I think um, yeah, exactly. Stop giving them shit. Be constructive. Like, the 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 point there is like Matt Matt mentioned it as well. There's stuff going on we don't know. They're working on future renditions of the game. Like we've been in that new office now. It was it, it's massive. Like it's it was a, it's a big ass office now. Obviously, there wasn't a lot of people there the day we're in there. When we think about SI and the people who we speak to or or see on the forums or on Twitter, it's obviously Nick and it's CJ and it's you know it's Andrew and Anthony, all these guys. There's like hundreds of people we don't know what they do. <laughs> They've all been hired in the last year. You know, Miles tweets it. It's it's all over how much they're hiring, but nobody out there really knows what they do. You know, like 
they're not they're not compiling wonderkid lists and doing pretend like that's all done by researchers right so i think um i, I would imagine confidently say it's it's all ahead in my mind there's some quick wins like you know you could you know the stadium things could probably do with just a bit of a touch up it's very some kind of boxy around the sidelines and stuff i'd love to see like just some you know you could modernize it a little bit with you know looking at free kick free kick routines where you have two or three players standing over the ball or you have a corner where the players are bunching and they're breaking away i mean joe i know you'd love to see a draft excluder in fm that would make you happy uh, on a free kick you know small things like that might actually kind of you know win over a few people and actually show okay there's a little bit of progress it looks a bit nicer but ultimately we're all most of us are there for what's going on in terms of the the, the management simulation and, and the building and the planning and, and all of that. i like it mate but i say I, I would never expect fifa graphics no. but you know and improvements are always nice but i think we do get improvements every year so i'm, I'm looking forward to what the future is oh yeah <sighs> If you looked at it and went, if they sold 500 copies or 500,000 copies of the game this year, they'd go, why the fuck are people not buying this game? Like, they would seriously have to have a look at that. The fact that they probably will still sell two, three million copies of the game. As, so, a, as a business, why would you be worried about what you're, you know, about a few people on Twitter going, the graphics are shit, but I'm still going to buy it and I'm still going to play it for a 1,500 hours. They're probably it's not, not to say you can't want it. It's no. not to say that you can't want it, but they're still buying it. But it's like they're fucked if they do, they're fucked if they don't. Like if they could, they could bring out a completely revolutionised game, and someone would still find something to moan about. So, you know, if it's not broke, don't fix it. Is probably the wrong phrase to use because there are bits that are broken. As I say, businesses change the way they operate if people kind of vote with their feet. And I don't think people are not going to buy the game just because of how the graphics look. So Miles has already sort of announced they've got they're expecting or have already got record breaking pre order yeah. sales. That's not including Game Pass, the fact that it's on PS five now as well. So it'll be interesting to see now that that this this could be like the make or break year. It really would depend because I don't I don't know what data they have on Game Pass and it, because obviously it's on both PC and now on Xbox as well, so it'll be interesting to see how how those numbers rate and how they are evaluate using those numbers to and what conclusions they're able to draw from that. Because obviously PS Five being a brand new a brand new platform that they've not touched before, they, they've been on Xbox years ago mm. uh, until sort of more, the more recent sort of introduction to Game Pass last year. But this will be this will be fascinating from that perspective if we ever ever able to get sort of sales data on what sort of level of copies they are selling on PlayStation in comparison to Xbox because that's like your closest like for like um, because the console game is slightly different to the the main PC release and obviously it's also now like touches back this year as well so that that's another big thing to see that they've obviously found a need for that and there was a re that there must have been a reason why they decided to chop it and have realized perhaps bloody hell we've now you know there, there's either been an outcry for it or we made x amount from the sales on that platform mate. that we can't justify not having it there mate i'm bang on with you there because i think i don't i don't know the, my gut feeling is ps5 won't do numbers that they expect i, I I don't see it being the game for PlayStation. That's my personal opinion. But I think iPad and Touch 
mate, you'll be talking about people having old ass laptops. If you've got an old ass laptop, you've probably got an iPad. Because yeah. most people went, why do I need a laptop to sit at home and I'll just use an iPad? And I honestly think that could be the money maker. Because all like the new iPads, like if you've got an iPad Pro, that'll probably look lovely on it. And but it's, to it's, the point where I'm kind of a, going, I think I'd probably get it on, on my no, iPad. Well, it, the, 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 the iPad Pros are basically the M1 Mac, yeah. but just without um, Mac OS on them. So mm. in terms of hardware, they, they'll be playing at the on the Mac 1 MacBook Air I've got, FM 22 plays amazingly well on it, processes amazingly well. So if you're playing a slightly cut down version of that, like on t- like so the touch version of the game on that, it will be a a really nice experience, and particularly for players of a certain vintage as well, it it plays more quickly. And as you were alluding to earlier, Joe, about those that don't want to do all of the additional tasks where the the simulate they feel like the simulation has maybe gone too far, you don't do all of those sorts of things anymore in, in the touch version of the game, or at least you hadn't done in previous versions of the touch game i should say uh, so it'll be it'll be really interesting to see what that is and if we can get hold on numbers at some point it'll be really really good and maybe we can do a, a breakdown on that if we are able to obtain them they should be publicly available somewhere so it'll be i know other people are able to get them so it'll be good to see if we can like just to, it's something i don't think we've ever covered in terms of like the sale of the game because we kind of don't really care but i feel like it is kind of like a, it's it's at a crossroads now where it's probably quite important because we'll see, like you're saying, about people voting with their feet. Mate, I've, I've asked, we'll I've asked a lot true. when we've been there previously and I've kind of said about retention because unfortunately, like a lot of people say, oh, I've played the game for 20 years, you know, plus eventually you're going to get to a point where you won't play it anymore. It's, mm. I think that's just one of them things that will happen and you have to look at where your next customer base is coming from. Hence, from the last pod when we were talking about FM Live, like having... Going back to competitive, if you're going to go like for the younger audience, you know, it, so much stuff is PvP. Like that's kind of where I see it going. But you've also got the mobile arena, which is massive for gaming, isn't it? So yep. that whole touch, you know, that might be where they they kind of push for those the next next gen consumer. I quite enjoyed that tangent. So we'll 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 cut it off there. It's time for the quiz. Um, quiz or no quiz, gents? Fuck the, it's the quiz. big question. We ain't got time for it. Dude, only I have a I have a relevant anyway. quiz, not to the topic, but to the day. It's in it. Okay, well, what is, it, is it? Oh, it's my daughter's birthday. Happy oh, birthday, Darcy. <laughs> no, it isn't. Happy birthday, Darcy. Um, I have well t- today on the day of recording is Ballon d'Or day, so I have a little bit of a Ballon d'Or quiz if you fancy. Ronaldo um, or Messi? Right. See you later. <laughs> have a nice done. evening. Not this evening. Spoilers. Yeah, what you I have crack here on, mate. We got about five minutes, so we can do it in five minutes. You're going to work together, lads. So it's down to you to get it done in five minutes. Get it, Google. Um, Come on. I have oh, the no, top ten well. countries um, from top to bottom that have the most Ballon d'Or winners. So I'm going to ask you to see if you can guess. Obviously, the highest ones. I'll give you a point if you get a country right. I'll give you another point if you get it in the right place. And then for bonus points, you can name some of those players from each country. So if let's say if Ireland had five, I'll give you a chance to name those five players. And get them. Shouldn't take <laughs> too long. Right? Good one, but sure? unfortunately, no, not Ireland. Um, so yeah, basically, it's in your interest to try and get it in the right order. So if you want to try and start at the top, you can work together, boys. Top ten countries with a number of Ballon d'Or winners. 
players, not Argentina. Argentina. Yeah. So we're going for number of players, not number of times, by the way. Oh. And is it will be including winners or those that have like featured in the top three? Just, just winners, so that basically this is, this a country with the number Argentina. of players that have won. Argentina, well, come on. For Argentina. Argentina is not in He's the top enough. ten because only Messi has won for Argentina seven times. France? France are number three on the list, Matt, so we'll yeah, give you a point. What a, what a surprise. They're a ward and they're up there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so France this have five. This was on five... Twitter earlier, so we should better get this. No. Brazil? Get off Twitter. You're barred from Twitter. Sticking with France before we go ahead, can you name the five players that have won the Ballon d'Or from France? Platini. Platini. Zidane. Zidane. Omri. Correct. No, I don't think Omri's done it. Benzema has. Yes. And then it goes further Benzema, back. Benzema, Zidane, Platini. Correct. I did see it on Twitter earlier, to be fair. Um, they made a big deal out of it. Desai? Desai never won it. No. Not Pogba, surely. No, he's a fraud, mate. Well, he was. He had those two good seasons at Juve, where where he forced he's United well to spend one hundred million. Ribery? Uh, nope. Too ugly. It's, for it's before Zidane. Oh, Trez Trezeguet? No, no, tre- no for Trezeguet. Dupe is right. It is before Zidane. Yeah, because he was he was the last winner. Zidane was the last winner. But it's French. Just say what it is. You've got it up in front of you. Well, I genuinely don't. I don't know. I genuinely don't know. <laughs> Will I give you the time? Will I give you the two? Uh, Tigana? No, negative. Give us a year. Come on. So 1991 is the more recent one. I swear I thought I was going with Tigana, to be honest. I believe he would have also featured in the Champions League. Oh, Cantona? Or no, no, not Cantona. Right track, but no. Go on. Champions Champions League. He would have featured in, in the Champions League the same year, I believe. The latter well, it wasn't called the Champions League then. European Cup. Yeah. European Cup. European Cup. <laughs> Regents. French. Double barreled name. Papin. Yes. Jean Pierre Papin. Jean Pierre Papin. Good And the fifth Pierre. one is it's a tough one. It's from nineteen fifty eight. But what I can tell you Oh fuck off. That <laughs> I wasn't even born. Gavi <laughs> won an award this evening and this award ah, he won is named Coppa. after. Yes indeed. Coppa is the correct Raymond Coppa. Coppa. Right, (laughs) next country. Brazil. Brazil, our fourth in the list, gets you a point. Brazil have four players that have won the Ballon d'Or. Ronaldinho. Correct. Ronaldo. Ronaldo. Correct. Rivaldo? Correct. Romario. Incorrect. Bebeto. Incorrect. How far back is this? An, an, another old one? No. Oh. Kaka. Correct. Oh, yeah. Well done, Matthew. On the Matthew. Where's the board there? Well done. Next country. Italy. Italy, Italy. number two on the list. Cannavaro. Cannavaro is correct. Del Piero. Baggio is correct. Del Piero is not. They have five in total. Totti. No, Totti. no for Totti. It's actually a tough one. So you have three to get, uh, but uh, all uh, of them are pre nine. Toldo? Correct. Three nineties, did you say? All three of the other ones are pre nineties. This is a very tough one. It's probably the hardest one of the three. That's Matt out. One of them you might get. Incorrect. Fuck you. Um. 90s, Jesus. 
Just give it to us. We won't get it. Yeah. So one is uh, Gianni Rivera, 69, uh, Omar Sivori, 61. And there's another one from 1982 I thought you might get. Pasta Shaga. (laughs) (laughs) Paolo Rossi. Paolo Rossi. That was probably the hardest one. Yeah. Okay, we've had Italy and France and Brazil. That's two, three, and four on the list. Still Netherlands. Netherlands are number six on the list. Mr. Cruyff. Cruyff is correct, 1973 and 74. Van, Van Basten. Van Basten, 88, 89, 92. And Hullet for 87. Well done, lads. You got it all in one go there. Well done. Very Van Basted. Bastard. <laughs> Next country, please. Germans. Germany, number one on the list. Von so they have five players as well with seven wins. Beckenbauer is correct, 72-76. Matthias. Matthias is correct, 1990. Voller is not correct. Sammer. Matthias Sammer, 1996, correct. Well done, Joe. What a fucking... Bo- I loved signing him. He's a legend. Oh, yeah. What a oh. player. On and he's in, the Dortmund, he's in the Dortmund documentary as well, because he's like sporting director or something. Mm. Love him. You've had Beckenbauer, uh, Matthias, and Sammer, right? Yeah. Two more. Closer in there somewhere? Closer, mm. never. No. Muller? Which Muller are we going for, Duke? Thomas. Oh, uh, is that Incorrect. One. Andreas? <laughs> is that two? Incorrect. I don't, I don't know those two. Neither t- it's neither Thomas or um, <laughs> Andreas Muller. There's another it's Muller. It's Muller anyway, not Muller. It is. I'll give you a point. Muller it's Jared Muller. Oh, yeah. No idea. And then there's one more striker in. He won it back to back, 1980 and 81. Germany. Oh fuck! He's like he's the guy Lewandowski beat the. Or is that the same? No. Double barrel name again. Well, his first name I think is. Don't make any jokes, Joseph. Just mute the mic, Jack. Will <laughs> <laughs> I shout it for you? I ain't got a clue. Carl Heinz Riedler. 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 No, Riedler. 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 Ballon d'Or winner. Like Bobby Chart like and Mike Lowen. Correct, correct. Keegan Matthews. Both got it on the, on the yeah. same go. Matthews is 56 and Keegan in 78 and 79. Boys, yeah. Well done, boys. Five for five there. A point. So we've got four more countries left to shout, all of whom have yeah. more than one player. That's won the Ballon d'Or, by the way. We have to go. Espana. Oh, Espana are number nine on the list. They have two players who have won. The Raul. Raul. <laughs> Raul is incorrect. Torres has a Fernando, one, has Yeah. Fernando Torres. Incorrect. In the top three yes. PVC. You're going to have that to go way a... back for these two boys. Just oh, to way back. You know. Okay. You, you, yeah. you enjoy those two. Zuby Zaretta. <laughs> Further. Yeah. I've got uh, incorrect, oh. Joe. I've got a 57, a 59. Same player. Be- oh, bloody hell. It's not Beach Grano then. I think he might be Mexican, actually. I can I tell you this player no who won uh, in 1957 and 59 has played for more than one country previously. Oh, is it uh, not Puskas, the other one? Getting there, lads. Oh, fuck. <laughs> fuck. 
Oh, no, he was gee. German, I think. <laughs> no, yeah, he was. <laughs> Shit, I know exactly. Uh, you do. Came from Argentina over to Spain. Yes, exactly. I know, I, but I'm not cheating. I'm not doing a dupe. I refuse. Fuck you now. Big statement, there. Do, mate. That's proper cunning. I'm glad he can't get it right. Next one. Come on. <laughs> well, I give it to you, Matt. <laughs> put you out your misery. No. Let's no. just me... actually let's sit here in silence and just Go wait. Back to it. We'll come back to it. So we, okay. Yeah, we can come back. I'll so we think. do a different it's... nation. Do a different nation. Three different. You've got three more nations to go. All with more well, than two. Go... We're going Bandor. Portugal and Ronaldo. Portugal, yes, number seven on the list. They have three. Ronaldo is one of them. Figo. Figo well. is one of them, correct? Oh, um, mate, boy, the striker. Eusebio. That's correct. Full house on that one. Oh, he's got it. Matt's got it. Matt. Di Stefano. Di, Stefan, Di Stefano, Di Stefano, yes, Alfredo Di Stefano uh, won it in 1957 and 59. There is one more Spanish player in 1960. Oh, what I will tell you is, 1960, yes, what I will tell you is, he has the same name as a very well-known kind of modern-day South American striker. Giovanni. No. Um, Spanish. A hungry one. Yeah. Oh, Luis Suarez. Luis Suarez. <laughs> is, it, is that his name? Yeah. <laughs> I'd be chomping at the bit for that one, wouldn't I? Love it. Right, two yeah. more nations to go, boys. I go. only know one other one, so, but I don't think there's only one there, so I'm out. Northern Ireland was the only one I had with Georgie. Yeah, only it. one. Not in the top ten. I ain't got a clue. Both are European. Both have experienced... Name changes. History. Oh, so is it like Russia? Um, Russia USSR is number eight on the list. Soviet Union slash Russia. This is a tricky one. You should get one of them at least. Wankoff. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> I don't know. That Just, brings episode two. What, sort of, what sort of year are we talking? Here? Very. Uh, we got most we got Tuesday nights. Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> 63, uh, 75, and 86. Now, I, I only know, know one Slobber of these Dan. myself. Slobberdam, my cocky bitch. <laughs> <laughs> what, you know heard of him? <laughs> no. If you don't listen to the quiz at the end of this, please let us know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Say goodbye, folks. Say goodbye, folks. So I'm going to throw you a bone. One of these is, um, uh, there's an award named after him in tonight's Ballon d'Or ceremony. I haven't watched it, so that's helpful. Usually every year. What, the Puskas? Uh, no. Same lines. It's not given to an outfield player. Oh, so it's um, keeper. What's oh, Lev Lashin. Yes. Lev Yashin. Yashin, Yashin was 1963. Off. The other two then were Blockin in 75 and Belenov in 86. Everyone have got those. I feel Moving like on to... someone like Shrunaldo or someone on Eden known them. He knows that mm. he's shouting. He wouldn't know Ronaldo and Messi are, but he would know... <laughs> And um, last but not least, you've got one country number ten on the list with two Ballon d'Or winners. European, Croatia, not Croatia, Slovakia, Hungary, not Ukraine, Hungary. not Ukraine, Czech, Czech is the correct Serbia. nation. Well done, dupes. So you've got two players. Serbia, Nedved, Nedved, of course, is one of them. Oh. And fair play to anyone who gets the last one. Nineteen sixty-two. 
No chance. Fuck off with these quizzes, I tell you. Carol Poborski's granddad. I heard Joe was named after him. His name is Joseph Masopust. <laughs> 1962. Okay, well, that is the fifth yellow card, so we won't be seeing from Matt next week. So have fun. <laughs> Success. Uh, enjoy your week I'll, off. No, I, 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 I enjoyed that, despite not knowing the older ones. Yeah. But. I should take a photo ones. as well right now because look at him. He's got his Ranks FC hoodie on. He's got Scouted Football sticker on the side of him. I've got to get my uh, more fucking podcasts eight. than his own one. I've got to get He's my football manager therapy going. Matt, you been outside today, mate? No, I'm not allowed. Yeah, not with that fucking haircut. Right, let's go. Wow. Anyway. Wow. That brings episode 271 to a close. You can find the links for each of us in the podcast description or by visiting 5starpotential.com where you can find all of our latest Football Manager content, including five Wonder Kids making their debut in FM23 and six teams to manage during early access. Five Star Potential is available on iTunes, Spotify and most other popular podcast apps and platforms with a new podcast released every week. Thank you all for listening. There will be more from us next week. Well, not maybe not all of us, but more from us next week. Definitely not me. Eyes emoji. Eyes emoji. When's the beta? Bye, everybody, forever. <laughs>